good Sunday morning. City Gate Church and Pastor Howie Cantrell welcome you to this week's broadcast. We encourage you to tune in each Sunday morning at 7.30 right here on 100.7 WHIN. Or visit us in person at 734 Red River Road in Gallatin, Tennessee. Services start at 945. And now, Pastor Howie Cantrell. Today, as we, we get into our sermon, we're going to be looking at Revelation again. And I'm going to be sharing some things from you. We're going to be dealing with chapter 15. And as we go through this today, some things are going to be explained where there were questions in the past. And it's going to be very clear. It's going to be very open. It's going to be very honest. So without further ado, if you have your Bibles with you, let's turn to chapter 15. And we're going to look at the prelude to the bowl judgments. And as we go through this today, I want you guys to pay very, very careful attention about the phraseology, about the things that we're talking about, because so many questions about who are these crowns and who are these people and who are these mountains and all this stuff, all of this is going to come together today and there's going to be some clarity in thought today, God willing. So let's get started. Then I saw another sign in heaven. Great and marvelous, seven angels having the last seven plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. In them the wrath of God is complete. Now I want you to think about this just for a minute. Everything that has led up to this point is because of disobedience. Everything that we have gotten to to this place is because of pushing back against God because people are fighting against God. They're just pushing and pushing and fighting and fighting and trying their best to defeat God in their own way. But I don't know if you know this or not, but you can't do that. You can't beat God. It's kind of like trying to beat time. I looked in the mirror today and I said, you lost. Just saying. Some of you will get that in a minute, and it's okay. But it's so funny how that we feel that we can just do whatever we want and get away with stuff. You know, no matter what we do, there are consequences. Today, the devil showed up in a styrofoam box on my desk. The devil just laughed. There was some donuts on my desk. And I've been trying to be a good boy. (laughs) I didn't quite succeed. But I did cut that cinnamon roll in half. And I made sure that my my grandchild-to-be was able to take care of that today. But things happen to us, and there's consequences. And there would have been some major consequences for me had I eaten that whole box of donuts that I wanted to eat. Are you guys with me today? Are you understanding what I'm saying? We have to understand that no matter what we do in life, there are consequences. My dad told me a story of a guy one time of a whole cruise ship of people that they got on this ship and they just acted all kinds of crazy ways and they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff and they were hurting each other. Even a few people got thrown overboard because of a fight. And people were sleeping with other people's spouses and just all kinds of craziness because they were in international waters. 
And there was nobody that could do anything that could hold them accountable. But it wasn't very long until they pulled into port. And everything that had been done had been recorded. And I just want you to know that today the cruise ship is life. And we think because we're born and we're doing what we want and we don't feel any any repercussions of our actions and none of this, there is a day coming. And I promise you it's sooner than later. There's a day coming that the wrath of God is going to pour out on this world. Amen. So let's keep going. Watch. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire and those who have the victory over the beast. Over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. Now, I want you to put this into your mind just for a moment. Because these people that we're talking about right now, who they actually are, are the ones, after the rapture has taken place, these are the ones who refuse to take the mark. These are the ones that got through all of the stuff. These are the ones that made it. These are the ones that did not fall. They held true. And this was after. So you got to understand what God is giving us here for these people that don't make it in the rapture or the calling away. He's giving them a second opportunity. Now, in some circles, people believe that once you leave this life, once you leave this world that there's going to be another opportunity for you after you have died and they put you in the grave and that somebody can pray for you and they can pray for you and get you from one place to another. I want you to know that this is the way the Bible says it. The Bible says it's once appointed unto man to die and after that, the judgment. It doesn't say that there's going to be a period of time where somebody can get you from A to B while you're in C. It doesn't work that way. You've got to understand that while we have the opportunity to live for God, we need to. But there are those who have heard enough truth, who have heard enough of the word, who stand strong and they do not take the mark and it costs them their lives. They're standing on this sea of glass, this sea that looks like it's mingled with fire and they've been given a heart. So something is about to happen. Watch. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying. I might need to get Daryl to show me how to use this thing, too. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. We just got through singing that song. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. They're singing a new song. They're singing a song that only they can sing, the song of Moses. And if you look back in the Bible, in the Old Testament, Moses wrote a song and he sang a song and he talked about the goodness of God. He talked about the glory of God. He talked about the glorious parts and the elements of God because of what he had done. He delivered the people from Egypt out of the mouth of the lion, out of the paw of the bear. He delivered them and he brought them out. And when they crossed over, when they got away, when they looked back and Egyptian soldiers are not chasing them anymore, he sings a new song. I want you to know that when you get away from that part of your life and you accept Christ, you're going to sing a new song. 
You're going to think a new way. You're going to be a new creature in God. And you don't get it right now, some of you. Some of you think, oh, it's just a decision. It's just a choice. It is not just a decision. It is not just a choice. It is a change. It's a change. It will change you from the inside to the outside. The old things are going to go away and everything is going to become new. You're going to still have those same thoughts. You're going to still have those same feelings. You're going to still have those same emotions because you're not a new person like I'm going to get another body right here. But you have a new thought process and you have a filter that you can use. You see, far too much today do we allow ourselves to think that we don't have to use a filter. Amen. We say what we want to say. We think what we want to think. We do what we want to do. But let me tell you something so that you know this. The word of God declares that every word you speak is recorded. And I think about that because I say some mean stuff sometimes. I'm still a human being and I still make mistakes. I still say things that I wish I could take back. Last week coming to church, last Sunday morning, my wife asked me a simple question and I started talking to her like a child. I realized that I was about to lose my life. <laughs> and I recanted and I said these three simple words, I am sorry. Now, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Daddy always told me, he said, son, keep short lists. When you realize you make a mistake, make it right. I refuse to allow my ego to get in the way of the relationship with my wife, and I apologize quickly. It didn't make her feel better, but at least she knew that I recognized what I did. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? When you make a mistake and the devil's going to make sure that you do, he's going to make sure you mess up. He's going to make sure you make a mistake. But when you do, the word of God declares that we have an advocate. Jesus Christ is our attorney and he stands there and he's waiting for his role to be presented to God. What is that? When Satan comes and he accuses the brethren because the Bible says he does. That he says, not so, Father, that's under the blood. And we need to learn how to ask for forgiveness and to keep ourselves straight on a daily basis. Amen? Let's keep going. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. You see, we get caught up in this stuff. For all nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. All nations shall come before you. Everybody thinks that they're going to get to do things their own way during this time. That they just got free reign to do whatever, say whatever, go wherever. It's not so, guys. Sooner or later, we've got to realize that we serve a holy God and we are a holy people. We are called out of this world while we're in this world. The Bible tells us, he says, be in the world, but not of the world. I was watching a video this week, and it just absolutely mind-boggled me because I felt like, and I know this is going to be scary for some of you guys, I felt like somebody was able to walk in my head and tell me exactly what I was thinking. And I started looking at something, and the Bible, this guy, I say the Bible, this guy was talking about being chosen, 
And he was talking about certain things and how you act and how you respond and how you feel about stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody understands, somebody gets it. And then he said, he said this statement, he said, it's kind of like you're here, but you don't belong here. Anybody ever felt that? That you're here, but you don't belong here. I'm telling you what the word is telling you today is to get ready because we are going to see him face to face. And I want, for, I, I, mm, I want to be there for that show. After these things, I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. Now, there's something about to change right now, guys. Something big is about to change. Now, watch this. When this happens, all of a sudden, the temple gets opened up and something miraculous happens. But there's something that happens that's going to be a little bit puzzling, too. Watch. And out of the temple came the seven angels having the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen, and having their chests girded with golden bands. Now, these are people who are serving, these, these beings, when we're talking about this, these seven angels, these are beings who are serving in the temple. They are the servants of the Most High. They've got the golden bands, They've got their bowls in their hands that are the plagues, and they're clothed in this bright linen, so they're pure. Now watch. As we go through this piece right here, something is about to happen because this bowl that possesses these plagues, they're not for the angel to drink, and they're not for God to drink. They're about to be poured out. Now watch. Then one of the four living creatures, let's pause right here. If you remember, there are four living creatures that fly around the throne of God, night and day continually crying holy 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 lord god almighty who was and is and is to come now one of these four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven bowls full of the wrath of god who lives forever and ever who lives forever and ever now i want you to think about this how many times have you I know it, I, for whatever reason, I'm talking about food again. <laughs> How many of you love the fact when you get a bag of potato chips and it's this big and it's solid, you know, it's like, and you open it up and there's this many chips in the bottom of it? How many of you love that? I get angry because I'm hangry. So I get the big giant bag so I can get a normal bag. Some of y'all can relate to that. That's why I'm like this. But anyway, it's not a partial pouring that's coming. Do you understand this? This says it's full. Now, when God feels something, it can be good and it can be bad. I want to be full of the joy of the Lord. I want to be full of of the Holy Spirit. I want to be full of love. I want to be full of mercy. I want to be full of grace. I don't want to have a full bowl of God's wrath poured on me. Amen? How about you? Let's keep going. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And listen to this. And no one was able to enter the temple 
till the seven plagues of the seven angels were accomplished. Now I want you to think about this. The presence of God becomes as smoke. When it becomes as smoke, until this piece is completed, nobody else is able to walk back into there. Nobody else is able to go in there. Now, there's a lot of thought processes about what this is and why this is. But to me, how many of you ever need alone time? I'm just asking a question. You just need some alone time. You just need to get away from everything. You need to get away from everybody. How many times in life do we need to do that when we're sorrowful, when we're mourning, when we're sad? I think, now this is Howie one and one. I want you to be clear on this. This is not the word. This is my opinion of this. I believe that God is hurting when he has to pour his wrath out on the people. I believe he's angry. But as a father, I know that when I would correct my children, after that correction, sometimes even during that correction, my heart would be so broken because I didn't want to do it. And then the question becomes, but why did you? Because I love them. I believe that God, that his spirit, the smoke fills the temple and that God is in there in a mournful state. That's just my opinion, guys. That's just my opinion. Let's keep going. Because I think that as we, we dig into this, as we look further and we start to understand that everything that's about to happen, everything that's about to take place, it's all about to get just a little crazy. Watching the news today, I saw where people are upset about this, they're upset about that. Somebody's upset because this got passed. Somebody's upset because that didn't happen. Somebody's upset because this one got voted in. Somebody's upset because this one got voted out. Have you ever seen a time in your life with such turmoil in it? I don't know of a single time in my life that I have ever, ever experienced every single day it's something it's not just like you know next month it'll be something or even next week it's something it's every day my phone constantly bing 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 news this news this news flash news this update update this that and it's constant guys we need to understand that what God is getting us ready for is our exit. It's not time yet. Last week, Paul and Anna were here, and they were expecting a child. Just a few days after that, they had Tiago, this beautiful little baby. But there was an expectation for it to come. But I'm telling you, the word of God declares that when he comes, it's going to be like a mother in travail, like a woman in travail, ready to have a child and the birth pangs closer, 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 closer. I talk to a lot of law enforcement people that are around. And it seems like every day here lately, it's something, there's a, a, a body here. There's somebody trying to take their life here. Somebody succeeded here. And it's just everywhere. 
And I asked God, I said, God, what's our job here? I want to ask you a question today. Donna brought a scripture up to me this week. And she said, Howie, she said, I need you to explain this to me because I'm not quite getting this because I need to make sure. And what it was, it's talking about lives being taken and people not being warned. And if a life is taken and somebody doesn't make them aware that there's a danger, then that person becomes responsible for the life that was taken. The blood is upon them. I'm going to come at you pretty hard right now because I want you to hear me, and I want to be very, very, very clear. For those people online, those people that are in the room, who feel that you're, you don't have to share Jesus with somebody, that that's an option, you're wrong. It's a responsibility. It's an obligation. You see, you get this free gift of salvation, but it comes with a responsibility. There's an old saying that says, with great power comes great responsibility. You see, you have great power in salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen? Because the Bible says that what it does is it allows us to become sons and daughters of the Most High. Now, I'm going to tell you this so you get this today. You may not have to stand out on a corner with a bullhorn and a sandwich board on and say, Jesus is coming. But if he tells you to do it, you better. You need to be aware of the people that are around you. The Bible says that we are salt and light. Salt and light. Now, I like this, this light that's on my phone. I use it probably more than I do a regular flashlight. I know I'm not the only one because I have older friends like myself who use it in the restaurant the same way I do. To see the menus. I get it. But the one thing I hate is when I turn that stupid thing over to see if it's on and I shine it in my own eyes. I'm not the only one. Okay. Doesn't that feel wonderful? It's like, I want to do that again. Yay! You see, the mistake that Christians have made in the past is that they've walked around with this super bright light of the word and they're shining it on everybody and they're blinding them and it makes people to where it repels them. It pushes them back. They don't want it. Light was not designed to be used like that. This light was not designed to be used like that. This light was designed to be illumination. It's to give light to a dark world. It's not to blind somebody with your light and so that they can't see what you got going on. I preached a sermon when I was just first starting and I had a mag light because that was the baddest flashlight on the planet. For those of you who don't know, it was an aluminum case. It was about that long, hold three D-cell batteries and it was awesome. And it was heavy. Yeah, it checks in the mail, right? And so what I did was 
I had a group of men, and I was asked to speak at the men's lunch. And we were in a dark room in the basement or in a fellowship hall. And I told them, I said, we've got two different ways we can use this light, but here's the problem. And I want to just share this with you today so that you guys can wrap your head around this. Because we're very disobedient people. Even though we call ourselves Christians, and we are, even though we are sons and daughters, we're still disobedient. Amen? We still drop the ball. We still make mistakes. And so what I did was I took this flashlight and I turned it on, and it was one of those that would make a perfect circle. I love those lights. And I turned it on and I stepped into the middle of it. The Bible tells us to walk in the light, right? And so what I did was I walked around and I shined that light. I might can even pull this off for some of you. I learned to do this, by the way. This is a better way. But for those of you that blind yourself, this is a better way. And so I would, I shined the light and it made a light on the ground. And I walked around in that light. Shine, shine, shine. And then I decided that I don't want to go anymore. I want to stay where I'm at. And God says, come on, Howie, let's go. And I'm like, God, I'm really good where I am because I like it here. It's comfortable. I got water. I got food. I got shade. It's cool. Mm, I'm good, God. I got my fishing pole. I like it. He says, but Howie, I need you to go over here. God, I understand. But right now, I'm good where I'm at. And so... I move the light. And so I'm right here. No light. And so I say that God's speaking to me again. I move the light again. Well, now, technically, I can see the light, but I can't walk in the light. Are y'all still with me? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? God is in a moving process right now. He is moving on you. He's moving on me. He's moving on this world. And he's saying, where you're at right now, get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. You're too good at being comfortable. I want to get you out of your comfort zone. I want to pull you out of things. I want to move you into places. This morning, it was supposed to be that I was unable to meet with Jeff and the deacons. It was supposed to be that way because God is calling them into doing something. I don't have to do it all. This week, I was unable to be here to do this beautiful runner that we've got in the, in the foyer. And Randy Slauson, I called him on the phone. I said, hey, Randy, would you mind coming up and helping? Donna was coming in. And he said, no, man, I'll be glad to. I couldn't be here. And something happened in my schedule, and I had a bubble where I could have come, and then I stopped, and I said, no, I'm not going. I want Randy to be the one who gets to do this, who gets to be a part of this without me being here. Guys, you need to understand, God is trying to use you. Each one of you, God is speaking to you, he's speaking through you, and he's trying to change you while you're changing other people's positions. Are you paying attention to me this morning? I had no intention of going this way with this sermon, but I know enough to know that if God says do it, I'm going to do it. I'm telling us today, I want you to get this today. You don't have to do something crazy 
unless God tells you to. You have to be light. You have to be salt. Listen to what I'm saying to you today. Listen to God. I told my wife, I said, I'm about to turn social media off. I've just about turned the news off. I'm tired of lies. I'm tired of trying to make everybody in the world around me happy because if I didn't say this and I offended somebody and I get a little red devil face on my, on my little statement that I made, you know what? I don't care. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of saying, of being told that I have to think this way and I have to act this way and I have to be this kind of person and be that kind of person. Let me tell you something. I don't have to be anything except what God expects me to be. You hearing me today? I'm moving into another season in my life. I'm seeing something. I'm hearing something. I'm feeling something in my spirit. God is pulling us out of the mainstream. There's a reason why we have been a church who's never been about walls. There's a reason because I'm telling you, listen to me. All the mega churches, all the big churches, they're starting to, to get smaller and smaller and smaller. You know why? Because people are tired of being entertained and they need a relationship with God. And it's time for us to be godly. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Howie Cantrell with CityGate Church, located at 734 Red River Road, Gallatin, Tennessee. Please visit us in person for Sunday worship at 945. You may also see our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. From everyone at CityGate, have a blessed week.